Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, January 12th. It's five minutes after 11. We are Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We talk uh, this hour. We start off this hour talking about Hunter Biden. Boy, oh, he's been no. busy crisscrossing the country, hasn't Why he? Why would you do this to our audience, Casey? It's Friday. Mm-hmm. There's a looming snowstorm. Everyone's going to be snowed in their house and be miserable over the weekend. And you're going to subject to them. Hey, kids, let's talk about Hunter Biden. You want to talk about the weather? Twenty four. Oh, 36 hours of rain and and snow and temperatures are going to drop. We could have 35 to 60 mile per hour gusts of wind. We're expecting possible power outages and wind damage. Here's a piece of advice. Uh, Make sure your trash cans are pulled in because you don't want to be that person running down the street grabbing your trash can. And also those some trash cans are pulled. Nobody, nobody. Nobody collects trash on the weekends, Casey. Well, I'm just saying, if it's out right now, make sure you have it pulled in before those strong winds come in. And also, <laughs> your inflatables. Like, if you still have your Christmas decorations inflatables, out. Inflatables? It's get January the 12th. Hey, they're still out there. I'm just saying, you could see one flying down the road because of this storm that's headed Can our way. Can we talk about how ridiculous people are with the weather for just a second? Yeah. Because this happens every winter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say it was the year, instead of... 2024 let's say it was 1924 then a re having concern about the weather would probably be deemed a reasonable thing and some sort of mass preparation even though there wasn't like weather tracker like there is now would have been a reasonable thing to do why a lot of areas were uh you know undiscovered or not undiscovered but un urbanized Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of rural areas and Mm -hmm. sometimes it was miles in between homes and not every family had a car and the cars you did have probably weren't super reliable. So I get it. In 1924, if there was a looming potential chance of inclement weather, the stocking up of you know a week's worth of supplies and the milk and the bread. Uh But we live in 2024. Mm -hmm. And anywhere we are living, there's a good chance is a is a strongly developed area in some capacity. Now, there are still some people who live out in the country or whatever, but for the average person hearing my voice, mm-hmm. there's a chance you live in a urban or suburban community sure. in which your nearest neighbor is probably no more yeah. than 30 feet from you mm-hmm. if we're going side to side, okay? Yeah. So, the roads are eventually going to be plowed. With, it may take a day. Uh-huh. It might take a day. But uh-huh. if you live in a somewhat developed area, there's a good chance your road is going to be plowed within a day. Yeah. Which means in order to get out and get where you need to go, barring a blizzard of 78 snowstorm, you don't need a week's worth of supplies. You need one day. Mm-hmm. One day, Casey. That's like two cans of SpaghettiOs and a carton of milk and some bread. So what are you saying? That all of these weather alerts are an exaggeration and it's really no big deal? I'm saying the response to it Uh is utterly ridiculous. As long as the heat in your home stays on, as long as the power stays on Mm -hmm. in your house, you'll be okay. You're going to be Fine. I think people just like the excitement. They do. Maybe it's You're like right. nostalgic because it reminds them of when You're they were right. kids and the snow days and all that stuff. A hundred percent. How many people do you know that are a hundred years old? How, like personally? Yeah. I don't think I know anyone who's a hundred years old. Okay. Uh, Ninety-eight. Okay. Really? Well, yeah. Congre- is she still? 
Still kicking. Those are some good genes. Good for you. Well, congrats. Here is our goal for Kevin's grandma. Kevin's grandma, when you turn 100, we want to celebrate it with you in studio Mm -hmm. on this radio show. We might be able to make that happen. Where does she live? Is she here Uh, in Indiana? She lives, yeah, like Northside, Meridian, Kessel area. Okay, fantastic. But my point in asking that is that life has changed a lot over the 100 years, and people depend on things now, like electricity, that we didn't depend on 100 years ago. Right. But my point People is... People don't know how to live without electricity and plumbing I, I, like not, they did 100 years ago. But I'm not ago. talking about a lack of electricity, Casey, mm-hmm. as which I said, as long as your heat stays on. I'm talking about the over-preparation mm-hmm. of the reality that you are likely, if at all, going to be enclosed in your living capsule mm-hmm. for one day yeah. maximum. Yeah. Most thriving suburban communities in central Indiana have a pretty decent uh, street crew. Well, yes, it may not be as fast as you want. And do they plow the roads perfectly? No. And could it be done in a more timely and better fashion? Yes. They're going to be able to make it so you can get out of your, and again, barring a blizzard of 78, you can get out of your living quarters within one day's time. And I just, I am always, I laugh hysterically when I see these people who sprint to the store and are buying just just uh, carts full of stuff because that's ridiculous. Well, it is recommended that you gas up your generator and charge your electronics because the real thing, could you go a day without your cell phone? You probably could. But the average person would start to twitch. Yeah, maybe. I um, you said no. You know, I, I could. You so could. Like, if I you had to, you would. I'm on day five of no soda and no alcohol, and um, I'm I'm doing just fine. You seemed a little tired this morning, actually. Well, that's because I have a the no caffeine. I have a seven month old baby okay. who uh, has no respect for don't my you, need to sleep. Don't, don't, don't you blame that on that sweet Wah! little peanut? Do you know what time it is? <laughs> but like, no, a normal person doesn't eat at two in the morning. What is going on here? <laughs> Babies do. My my, I, I have I have adapted to that pretty well. So I think I could do just about anything if I had. And I talked to you about like I think next week mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut out sweets yeah. on top of that. But I knew I incrementally needed to add these things slowly one to, at a, one at a time to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. By the way, does a power bar count as a sweet? Yeah, especially really? if it's cut. Co- covered in chocolate really they're normally but it's protein bar it's supposed to be good for you <laughs> oh, okay to, read the a, label it says right on the box uh-huh. that it's a meal supplement bar sure sure it is read the label if it has any sort of sugar on there or you know so corn syrup my challenge to our audience for the next couple days okay <laughs> Is and I see. I was not going to let you talk about Hunter Biden case. I'm not going to let you ruin people's. It's fine. Let me just throw in the real, he, just real quick. He pled not guilty to non-federal oh. tax charges. Okay. My challenge to you and our audience, <laughs> because you are highly intelligent, common sense people, get what you need to get through a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Medicine, mm-hmm. things of that nature, certainly. But just don't be that person this time. Don't be the person who buys a week's supply of stuff because you know, don't as it always the does, bread aisle. You're, it's going to be a bunch of stuff that you're not going to eat or consume, and it's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to be angry at yourself. This is 2024, two days max, mm-hmm. and you'll be good. Uh, the the one concern that I do have is the people that require medication yes. that requires refrigeration yes. or something of that nature. But nine gallons of milk is not medication. <laughs> it's not power. It's not heat. Mm-hmm. By the way, Monday is supposed to be the coldest day. We could have temps uh, two below. 
Yeah, that is pretty cold. Yeah. I may just work from home. <laughs> you're already you're already calling. The, the weather hasn't even gotten here, and you're already preparing not to be in I'm studio. I'm just saying to prepare Wait, yourself. Who, who am I doing this show with? Tony Katz? No, you'll be doing it with me. I will be doing the show from home, as we've done this before. Like, uh, we, like Tony Katz. We can't all buy <laughs> mansions right next to the radio station like you, Casey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, all right, so you won't let us talk about Hunter Biden, who pled guilty to nine federal tax charges in L.A. yesterday. Uh, what about Bill O'Reilly? Can we talk about yeah, absolutely. him? Absolutely. Friend, friend of the I, Hammer I Nigel had show. a lot of great stuff from Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump, too, talking about the border, but we're we're just skip ahead great. from that as Thank well. Um, Bill O'Reilly, he went on a rant, and it was on his podcast, No Spin News, mm-hmm. and he said that he doesn't have any progressive friends anymore. Yeah. So this is interesting because one of the, uh, in the heyday of Mm O'Reilly, I'm not talking about later, but I'm talking about early days of Fox News when he was kind of on the elevate. One of the things that kind of endeared O'Reilly to people was you couldn't pigeonhole him into any political box. And so what I mean by that is he had some views that were seen by some people as more liberal. He had views seen by some people that were more conservative. He was kind of an equal opportunity offender, but he also could get along, it seemed with, and do a professional interview with just about anybody. And that kind of changed later as the political landscape changed and Fox News changed, and he kind of veered more into the conservative box. But that really surprises me because he has kind of always been able, or was always able at least, to kind of reach across into various circles and political tribes so that that really does kind of surprise me well politically our country has never been more polarized than it is now and uh, most of us we may not express our feelings exactly like how he does here but i think a lot of us can relate to his position these other progressive things we got to stop this now if I, i'm telling you i don't have any progressive friends anymore they're gone because I can't stomach them. <laughs> Criminals running wild, murdering people because progressive DAs funded by George Soros don't want to punish the violent criminals. That's what you're giving me. You support that. Get out of my house. Out. I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next November. I don't care whether you like Trump or not. Trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered. And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. Every single thing, every single indicator was on positive territory. All the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it in addition to an open border. Okay, so uh, Ben Carson, whose name is being floated a lot lately as a potential VP pick. Ben Carson, that's so underwhelming. Yeah, I, I agree. If he chose Ben Carson, would you have any excitement for that whatsoever? No. I think there are other people out here who would who would galvanize people more. He, real quick, he before we talk about Ben Carson, he made an interesting point there, and I think it's very, very true, which is the left's demand of absolutism, mm-hmm. which is no matter what insane thing we throw out there, you must comply 
and promote and support that thing or you get ostracized and lose your 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 club card has made probably a lot of people that Bill O'Reilly used to associate with and be friends with because don't forget he kind of grew up in the it became a became a known quantity in the in the entertainment community because he that's what he did he covered entertainment for a long time it, it probably has it has made those people insufferable people who probably used to be somewhat reasonable yet liberal like I think Bill Maher is probably a good example there was a time where the liberal community was probably Bill Maher mm-hmm that Bill Maher is not one of them anymore. I mean, he's on the outs because he occasionally, sometimes, speaks common sense and is a rational person that even if you don't agree with him, you can have a decent conversation with. That is out now. Mm-hmm. And so I I guess I may recant my previous statement and say that makes a lot of sense now that I've heard it because there aren't people that Bill O'Reilly used to probably engage with and be friends with those people don't really exist anymore well and it's not that they've left him he's saying he can't deal with it yeah he he's the one who stepped away but the reason i brought up ben carson is because he's saying well that's the reason that god gave us eyes and ears and a brain it's for you to make the decision who you want to be around and you've got somebody you may not like his tongue or his choice of words or how he expresses himself but the policies are there and the policies are good so you have to weed through the mean tweets and get to the heart of it and and that's what you need to pay attention to all right we need to take a break yeah. when we come back we have to talk about what you did yesterday <laughs> and um we're gonna share that huh i i, I, I you yes. have questions well i have a lot of questions okay all I, right yeah it's coming up you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc before i know it she was walking next to me singing 23 minutes after 11 with kendall and casey on 93 wibc what did you do yesterday are you talking about when I went and got a massage? Yeah. Yeah, I went and got a massage. Okay, so we were talking about, uh, I always ask each one of you what you're doing, what mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. I pretend to care. <laughs> I'm not actually listening, but this sure. did. This did. Uh, Pick your interest. <laughs> this did uh, interest me. So mm-hmm. you said you went and got a massage. Mm-hmm. It was and, a deep tissue massage. Yeah. And it I was, don't know. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, occasionally, sometimes, yeah. working with you uh, builds up a little stress yeah. in my shoulders. Yeah. And so that's. Uh, we are carrying my... the show, and yeah. I understand it's a heavy lift to carry this radio program. <laughs> Um, but you said it was with a, a man. Yeah, his name was Rich. And, do, oh, you asked it like, do you? Yeah, I knew his name. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Here's the question about the massage. Yeah. Okay. Do you tip the yes. massager? Yes. What if it's the person who owns the massage company? Like yeah. if it's like an individual, like so and so. Yeah, you still got to tip. It's, Even if it's, it's their company and they're charging you already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just like when you get your hair done or twenty percent. Is that what you do? Yeah. They they actually they have a sign when you go to leave uh-huh. like how much it is because I asked I was about to give a certain amount of money and I said what what do people tip for massage oh. and she said well there's a sign right there and yeah. I went oh I was a little under interesting yeah um, well while you being a cheapskate with Rich um, we <laughs> no, I corrected it but you, go ahead we uh, I had asked you I said uh, you know because this was a man who was clearly putting his hands all over you I asked you <laughs> you know was your husband okay with this mm-hmm. and you had said not only was he okay with this, he, he, went. Also, he, he went and he also participated in- He also had a massage. Yeah, I, I booked us both massages and uh, he also 
had a man. Was it Rich? No, it was, was it Jerry. <laughs> and it wasn't a couple's massage. We weren't like in the same room at the same Different time rooms. because some people do that. No, it is was that, is it, is several that, rooms just happening at the same time. So you want to get the hell away from each other. Is that Well, why? it was just I want to enjoy the massage and I don't want to hear him doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I want to be able to enjoy it. So I had kind of... The point is to relax and I, de-stress. Kevin and I got in a conversation about if you were a man being mm-hmm. touched by... Another an, man. Another man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you <laughs> how said, you feel about well, that? How you feel about that? And you had said that he was totally fine with that and no I problem. I think he was fine with it. He didn't say anything. Do they ask you? Do they say, do you want to do? When I chick? booked it, they said, because I, you know, talking about when availability yeah. and they said yeah we've got rich and jerry are both available uh is that okay and i was like i don't have a problem with it did you ask your husband if he had a problem with it i didn't ask him if he you had a scheduled problem. The man. <laughs> i just booked it um <laughs> because in the past uh-huh. he has said he just wants someone strong who can really get in there and work it yeah um, which you those know, were his exact words. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. pretty close. Okay, I mean that's pretty close to a quote. Sure, you, you you have a problem no. getting a massage from a man? Well, I just wondered what the, the how the process worked, and then I was reminded <laughs> of the the very famous uh, Seinfeld episode. Yes, a a man gave me. <laughs> yes, a man gave you. A man gave me. <laughs> A massage. <laughs> so? So he yeah. had his hands and uh, <laughs> he was. Uh, he was what? He, he was uh, touching and rubbing. <laughs> That's a massage. And then I took my pants off. You took your pants off? <laughs> my hamstring. Oh. He got about uh, oh, two no. inches from. There. Really? I think it moved. I did not ask him any of the details. I don't know how how, uh, much he disrobed or not, and I certainly don't know if it moved. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 1132. Wait, just let it go. It's fine. This is my Friday gift. Well, Harry Chapin. And you knew I would want to enjoy this. I didn't know. I I didn't let it go long enough to even hear what it was. You do this all the time where you don't let the bumper music settle. The bumper music is a big part of the show, Casey. It's part of the experience. We're the thinking man show. Obviously, you haven't heard the consultant say, don't let the music go too long. I am the morning DJ. Uh-huh. If Tony can play a whole freaking song, we can play 20 seconds of Harry Chapin. Okay, well, I'm going to try and play part of a song coming up if we can get to it. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, how Billy Dean created a song for Ron DeSantis called Never Back Down. You were, you were just, just... You know what? I mean, let's go out of order. Let's just play that. Your yesterday, you were sprinting up to me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, in the cartoons where the hearts start popping up over Mm -hmm. the cartoon character when they're in love, Mm -hmm. that was that was Casey. It was like you had been inserted into Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mm -hmm. where you were taking on the aura of both human and tune Mm -hmm. at the same time because you (laughs) love Billy Dean. Have you seen Billy Dean? Uh, Yes. Well, I stood right next to you Mm -hmm. while we talked to Billy Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And I. How old is Billy Dean? He's got to be what? Is he sixty now? He's probably sixty. Probably. What are we? If, if we were to say Price is Right rules, uh-huh. I would say uh, uh, I'm going to guess sixty-two. All right. Look, how old is Bill? How old is Billy 
Dean. Of course, friend of the show. Yes. Country 60, singer. what'd you say? I said 62. Yeah, 61. So you would have been very close to, you may have got into the showcase showdown. I was on the over though. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So this was for the uh, Ron DeSantis campaign and this song, it's going to be out this weekend oh. on Spotify and wherever you get your music. And you know, I'm a big fan of the country music and I'm a big fan of Billy Dean. And uh, I also like Ron DeSantis. So yes. you put them all together. You have the hearts. These are all the men that you have you, the hearts over over your right, head right, for right. Ron DeSantis, Billy Dean. All coming together in one package. Absolutely. And it is half my show, as you like to Absolutely. point out from time to time. So I'm taking control. This is part of Billy Dean's new song. If you've had enough of the same old crowd and you want to rise up Well, the time is now Oh, the fight is tough You gotta stand your ground And if you still believe in the American dream Then never back down I like to point out you sprinted through Harry Chapin, uh-huh. but you gave an entire just gushing lead up and build up for, I didn't even know he was political. Well, that's the whole point. He spent one night with Kendall and Casey, yeah. and within weeks, he's creating a political song in support of Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and he just loved uh, when you were talking to him about applicable tax rates <laughs> and uh, border policy. So Casey DeSantis uh, tweeted that out, and I thought it was really interesting. When was the last time you recall a musical artist coming out with a political song for or a candidate? Uh, well, that's interesting because a lot of the songs are taken. Right. They use them. Like, of course, uh, Bill Clinton took the Fleetwood Mac yeah. song. Yeah. That was a big one that I recall. They, they use existing famous songs. Right. But this song was written specifically for Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And uh, probably a good deal for Billy Dean because, let's face it, we love Billy Dean. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. Very accomplished artist. But Billy Dean is not playing Gainbridge Fieldhouse no, anymore. No. And I would tend to think that, and I said, well, I didn't know he was political. The people who probably go to Billy Dean concerts probably tend to lean one way politically. So there's probably not a huge backlash, backlash of, of, oh, they're just storming I didn't know he out. was like that. Yeah. So yeah. probably no loss. He's going to get a lot of free publicity out of this. Mm-hmm. People will probably do the... I didn't even know that guy was still alive. I should go to his nearest concert and Mm -hmm. Google Billy Dean and uh, probably a win-win for everyone. Uh, So the song is called Never Back Down. Obviously, that was the name of Ron DeSantis's uh, campaign. But if you uh, are so inclined, lyrically, I think it's actually pretty good and would fit any Republican candidate. Be honest, you've already downloaded this thing. And it's, it's not a, available yet, but you a, can listen to it. It on. must be available. You already listened. We just played it. Well, if you go to Casey DeSantis's Twitter page, yeah. you can see it there. Uh, so it is available. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't you download it me. on your You Spotify. probably went into Adobe as soon as you got to work <laughs> and pulled it off the computer, <laughs> and you've probably got a mixtape with mm-hmm. it on there. Yeah, I listened to it over and over and again. That's, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I just do, again, want to point out, you tried to sprint through 
the Harry Chapin <laughs> bumper music, knowing I would love that, mm-hmm. and you subjected us to almost a straight minute of Billy Dean. Okay, something else that I want to subject you to, that is Dean Phillips. This is the uh, Minnesota congressman yeah. who is uh, obviously a long shot for the Democrat primary. Running, he, This guy's running for president, and he had an event earlier this week, and no one showed up to it. <laughs> So he had to cancel the event. And he said, sometimes if you build it, they don't come. Although, okay, but no one came to the Biden events in 2020 and we're led Mm -hmm. to believe he got 81 million legal votes. Right. So are they going to drop this guy out, you think, at the convention at all? Or is is that his sign to just step away? Nobody's interested. Well, it is interesting. And you've seen this in the past where... They give the incumbent some sort of inalienable right or inalienable birthright mm-hmm. to the office, the, uh, the presidency. And it's like George Bush in 1992. George Bush was doing a horrible job running the country. Pat Buchanan ran in a primary, I think beat him in New Hampshire. And people were saying, well, wait a second, this is going to harm George Bush in the fall. And ultimately, Bush didn't win. George Bush was harming George Bush. You shouldn't just get a default pass to whatever political office you desire just because you're the incumbent. Biden's done a terrible job. Honest Democrats will tell you Biden's done a terrible job. Look at where the country is. And yet there's everybody's just supposed to roll over and play dead for these these politicians just because well he's he's the incumbent. That that's the last thing people should want. Last thing that I want to point out uh, to you before Susan Beckwith joins us, there's a new study that came out and it revealed the most common thing that people lie about. Uh And the most common lie is something to make them look better in front of other people. Oh, really? Yep. Like we have guests in the studio. So like I were to tell you that I won the Mr. Universe contest, Mm -hmm. I would be doing that to make myself look better. Right, right. And you would be right in there with the most common lie that people tell. All right. So the Miss Miss America pageant Mm -hmm. is Sunday. Yeah. Susan competed in the Miss America pageant. We got a lady. She was Miss Indiana. She's going to tell us all the dirt on the behind the scenes stuff about Miss America. It's 93 WIBC. The great good morning voice who's heard but never seen. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and as we do every Friday to end this award-winning program, we send you, the audience, into the weekend with the life skills necessary to be more productive members of society. Mm-hmm. As with everything else, Casey, we've got a person. That's right. And in this case, it's a former Miss Indiana. What other show can say they've got their own personal former Miss Indiana? Her name is Susan Beckwith. She joins us now. It's the Mind Your Manners segment. She joins us on the WIBC hotline. Now, okay, Susan, so Miss America is coming up this Sunday. You obviously participated in this as Miss America, and so we thought we might deviate a little bit today and give our audience a behind-the-scenes look about what it's like to be in the Miss America pageant. First of all, tell us what it was like to win Miss Indiana. Did you look at the rest of the audience and go, na-na-na-na-na-na? Did you turn to the person (laughs) next to you and say, eat it? What did you do? (laughs) 
I was elated, and honestly, it was such a, a team effort. I had a wonderful group of individuals that were really, you know, that had poured into me that were really helping to make that possible. So that was the greatest joy is being able to celebrate along with them. And so many of them then not only went to Miss Indiana, but went out to Miss America. We had over 100 people from Indiana travel out to uh, Las Vegas. So take us through the process. You win. Hey, here's your crown and here's some roses. What happens next when you're Miss Indiana and you're competing in Miss America? So the the pageant is actually the Miss America scholarship organization is the largest scholarship provider for women in the world. And that was really what enticed me. So I have shared this story before, but it's been a long time ago. So just a real quick uh, backstory. I saw a flyer in my dorm room that said if I entered this local competition just for being in it, whether I was dead last, I'd win $250 in scholarships. So I thought I'll put that towards my books. I ended up winning. Then you go to the state level. I placed fourth runner-up my very first year and then um, decided to, to try it again two years later. Ended up winning. If you win at the state level, then you go to the Miss America pageant. So when you go, is it like within an hour's time, there's a bunch of people in suits with business cards going, here's what will happen over the next three months? Like what, what is the time frame and how, how, how is the preparation for Miss America? Yeah, so basically it's a year-long commitment that you are traveling the state of Indiana. I That was my favorite part. I was very thankful to also have a car sponsor that year. It was like oh. Cinderella. After your year is over, like all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're like back to real life. But, um, yes, Champion Dealership in Zionsville years and years ago, they were wonderful. And, um, you know, they sponsored. So every 3,000 miles, I was blessed to have a, a vehicle to travel the state. So you're traveling, you're you're doing a lot of speaking engagements. I loved speaking at schools um, specifically, but you are also prepping for the Miss America competition. So just um, another quick little history lesson, the Miss America competition was started in the 20s to keep people in the Atlantic City area after Labor Day. My year, they switched things up and we were out in Vegas. So we were there two weeks. We originally flew into L.A. We were there for a week of appearances. Um, We went on the Jay Leno show, lots of lots of fun um, experiences out there, but then they bust all of the contestants to Las Vegas where we competed for the title. Mm -hmm. So it's in its 96th year. And what do you think was the biggest takeaway? What did you learn through your experience that really affected your life? You know, I was thinking about that today, and, you know, there were there have been so many benefits that, have, that are continuing to benefit me today. Probably um, the greatest was the scholarship. It helped pay for my undergrad, but all of my master's, so I'm very thankful for that. But just the interview skills that I gained through that and just the um, opportunity to really learn from some of the best as far as, you know, learning about power of first impression and posture, and, and I was thinking about um, just all of the things that you even to this day, I'm, I'm very grateful that I had that experience. Uh, Susan, back with our guests. It's our Mind Your Manners segment this week, though, in honor of the Miss America pageant coming up Sunday. We're talking about Susan's experience being a part of the Miss America pageant as a former Miss Indiana. All right. So, Susan, uh, I'm very competitive, whether it's everything from speech team <laughs> to student journalism and all points in between. Or radio shows. Uh, I just always want to beat the person I'm competing with into dust. I don't want to be their friend. I don't want to like them. You strike me as the type, though, that could go to the Miss America pageant and be friends with all these people who you were competing against. Well, 
I did win Miss Congeniality <laughs> at course. the Oh, I did not at Miss America. That went to Miss Hawaii, but she was wonderful, and we're still in touch today. Uh, so, no, really, I never had any negative experiences. I was kind of talking about this, you know, the segment, the upcoming segment with Micah today. And, you know, he was like, you know, you should cover all the things that, you know, these crazy pageant moms should not do. And I was like, we, I never experienced any of that, you know. Uh, so I'm very thankful. It really, truly was an opportunity to make lifelong friendships, too. Two of the gals I competed with were bridesmaids in my wedding. What? So, yeah. <laughs> at Miss at Miss America or Miss Indiana? Miss Indiana. Okay. Miss Indiana. She became yeah. friends with them. Look at look at my look at my wedding, Miss Miss New York. It's mm-hmm. my wedding. So Susan, there's so a lot Miss of misconceptions. There's a lot of misconceptions about the competition. Um, talk to us about that. Like, is there a certain weight requirement in the swimsuit competition? And, you know, people think that it's all about looks and how you can wave. That's probably not true, huh? No, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions. And, you know, the, a lot of individuals, and I totally understand, because I, I don't know if I would have until I entered the world, but there's a difference between the Miss America program and the Miss USA program. And both are great and both have kind of different objectives. But the Miss America program is about scholarship, service. You have a platform that you promote, um, success. You know, you have to be able to communicate. So it, it, they're, they have a very different look and feel. There is no weight requirement. Now, it's interesting because I was, uh, I'd love to know your thoughts. They did away with the swimsuit portion of the competition. What do you guys think about that? Mm. <laughs> How about that, Susan? Rob's not in favor of that. I think it's just fine. <laughs> I'm torn. I'm torn. I I do love that they are really putting the emphasis on the fact that you you know you don't have to win a swimsuit competition to obviously be dynamic and a leader. And but I do think there's a physical fitness component that's important. That you know uh, I and I also miss sometimes just some of the glamour that they've gone away from. But. Um, I know they're trying to hit the reset button a little bit this year to return to some of that. Susan Beck with our guest. It's the Mind Your Manners segment. Deviating a little bit this week, uh, Miss America pageant is Sunday. Of course, Susan participated in that as a former Miss Indiana. So, Susan, when you don't win, how do they tell you? I picture it like uh, in a Christmas story where the Santa kicks the kid down the, <laughs> down the slide. How do, how do you find out that hey, you didn't win? Well, for myself, they called the top 10. So I feel like in speaking engagements, you know, after that, I would share about, you know, my journey. And I'd say, oh, it was 11. So it was so close. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea if you were like in the very last or not. But unfortunately, I did not make the top 10, which um, I was most sad about because we had all of those people that flew out to, to support. But I was thrilled truly to just have made it to that stage there's an age limit to be in the competition isn't there now when i was competing it was 24 they've expanded that to 28 mm-hmm. it seems pretty old and you have to be 18 <laughs> Rob, what uh, yes you do have to be 18 <laughs> um and so my year i was it was right after i graduated um with my undergrad from Huntington University. So I think I was 22. Yeah, but don't you agree, Casey, that, I mean, 24 is fine, but by 28, I mean, isn't that really, it's like the, being the eighth year senior still pl- or playing college football at this <laughs> point, right? <laughs> I mean, at 28, that's a little old, Susan. Don't go there, Rob. Are you saying that she's past her prime? No, I'm saying if you're 28, you probably aged out of the Miss Anything competition. <laughs> Am I wrong, Susan? Oh my goodness, 
Lemon was, I'm over here thinking you're like Don Lemon when he says, <laughs> right. That's their prime. I'm about ready. <laughs> do you get to keep your crown and your sashes? Do you, do you show those off when guests come over to your home? <laughs> I do not, but I have them. Um, and actually, uh, each point of the crown is supposed to represent something. So there are four S's. So that's a little fun trivia fact. Um, they each they stand for service, style, scholarship, and success. Now you represented the great state of Indiana, and when you did that, what was your what was your your braggadocious moment about Indiana when you were on the national level? What did you tell people oh. about Indiana? You know, I honestly, I just I continue to tell what great people and how genuine, you know, sometimes what we may uh, lack in landscape, I feel like is made up by the wonderful people that, you know, are, are here within the state. So um, it was a joy to, to travel. That was my greatest um you know, experience was being able to just meet with others, encourage young women, you know, to pursue their dreams. And um, it was great. Well, we know that Rob is far uh, outaged the age limit. Is there a male version of Miss America? You know, I, I'm i not certain, but Micah would just tell everybody he was Mr. Indiana and uh, <laughs> to, uh, to do so, which he was um, a lot of support during that season, for sure. We were dating at that time, and so he was a part of that whole ride. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> he is the reason you lost. He probably offended one of the judges, got into some sort of political conversation. We could be talking to a former Miss America right now if it weren't for your husband. Oh my goodness. I, I I just don't think that was the Lord's plan. But like I said, I was so thankful to have even made it there. This is a fun fact. You are a family is less likely to have a daughter compete in the Miss America competition than they are to have a son in the Super Bowl. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, that is amazing. I, I love anytime we have fun facts about empowering women in the workplace. Casey that's and right. I talk about this all the time. That's I think right. it's great. Uh, hey, tell us about your fabulous website, bellthemidwest.com. You will find lots of great etiquette topics that we cover that truly span the gamut. So be sure to check those out. Also, uh, send me your etiquette questions. I'd love to hear from you. If you don't already, uh, be sure to follow me at Bell of the Midwest on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends so that we can continue to make this little corner of our world a kinder, more considerate place. I mean... What other show can say they have their own personal former Miss Indiana, We Casey? have Miss Indiana. I mean, we've got it all. We've got a guy yeah. or a girl for everything. That's Su- right. Susan Beckwith, B-E-L-L-E, of the Midwest.com, and find it on Facebook as well. You're the best. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up today, wrap the week up as well. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We'll catch you back here on Monday. Tony Katz is up next. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.